Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in. You are listening to Transform Your Life with Kelly and Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Good morning. <laughs> Thought we lost you there for a second. <laughs> um, it, today's topic is respect. And I thought, because someone has already asked me where this topic came from, I thought, you know, I'd kind of talk a little bit about where this topic came from. Besides the fact that people have been disrespecting each other on social media and the news and everything else for months now, um, there's also been an increase in consumer complaints against very large companies um, about the the customer being completely disregarded and disrespected. There's been a huge increase in the number of teachers who are coming forward talking about the issues they have with certain students who have a complete lack of respect for people in authority, for teachers, for the principals, even for each other, you know, for other students. And you know, unless you've kind of been living under a rock, which honestly I try to do uh, myself, <laughs> there's a hate-spewing teenager who is getting her own reality TV show. Because of her bad attitude and lack of respect for everyone, including herself. So a combination of all of those things is how we came to the show where we needed to talk about respect. So that's a kind of the background. What do you think about any of that, Lisa? I mean, we can go into more detail, but first thoughts. What, what are your thoughts here? My first thought, so I'm going to let you talk a little bit longer <laughs> because this is a subject that gets me very heated. Um, and I don't want to say the wrong thing, and I don't want to um, turn it into something that our show isn't about. So right. I'm just going to let you go on for a little bit longer. <laughs> well, let's go. Um, I, I actually did some research on this, and there was one in particular. I'm not going to mention the company name because, well, we don't want to be sued. But um, one of the actual right. complaints that I found online is about a large um, software company. We'll, we'll say it's a, a, tech, a tech software company. Oh, very, very well known. And this, this customer says, I was charged twice. I called because it was an obvious mistake and I needed a refund. Instead of being given an immediate refund, I was called a liar. I was told that I was too stupid to read my bank statement properly and that because this customer service representative did not see on her system where I had been charged twice, she sent me an email saying I would be charged a third time. That is an actual complaint submitted to the Better Business Bureau. I read that and went, wow. So I thought, there's no way that can be accurate, right? There's no way. It, who, who would do that? 
So I actually looked into the Better Business Bureau in that area and talked to someone about this particular complaint, and they said they had eight more almost exactly like it from different consumers. On the same really large No, not on the same person, on the same company, about the same thing where they called for a refund and were told they were lying. Now, I don't care what business you're in. I don't care if your customer calls you screaming and yelling and cursing at you. I don't care if your customer is wrong. You do not call your customer a liar. Some of these people said that this this tech company actually told them if they didn't pay, they would infect their computers with a virus. So and this is a large company. I, I, you know, I, like I said, I did some research to find out whether or not these stories were true. But these are not eight complaints from the same person about this company. This is eight different people having similar complaints about the same company. Um, that's disrespecting your customers. You know, that's a lot of the same representative. The, the same representative do it. And, you know, I just want to throw in real quick that there's so much outsourcing to those customer service calls and whatnot that the actual company itself might not know that that's going on because if you dial 800 numbers anymore, you're not necessarily connecting to that big business. You might be connected to. Right three times down contracted um, call centers or something along those lines. So I'm not yeah. defending this lady at, or that at all, just like it's disgusting, but. Right. Yeah. Well, the one woman, the first complaint that I saw was a female customer filing a complaint against a female representative. But the other complaints against the same company were not all female representatives they were being complained about. Some of them were men. Mm -hmm. um, one of them actually mentioned a person's name. Okay. So, you know, this is like, I was shocked. And like you right. said, you know, outsourcing, this company probably is unaware or was unaware, but since so many people have come forward and filed complaints with the Better Business Bureau, I have to believe this company has at least heard that this is happening. Right. So, you know, that's, that was the first thing that I looked at and went, whoa, that is complete and total disrespect. Now, you know, you don't want a consumer or a customer to call, you know, if you're the customer service representative, you don't want somebody calling you screaming and yelling at you immediately right. either. That's disrespecting the customer service representative. But I think we need to get back to a point where we respect each other and treat each other respectfully. You know, this is, this is a horrible, horrible thing that I've noticed. Um, you know, with the teachers, even out here in the middle of nowhere where we literally have a one-room schoolhouse <laughs> with different grades, there, there is still an issue occasionally. It's not as prevalent here, but uh, that we still have had a couple of conferences where we're talking about how do we teach children respect because apparently either they're not being taught at home or so there's a disconnect between what they're taught at home and how they're acting at school. 
in larger cities, a friend of mine is a teacher in the San Francisco school district. Now that is a huge school district and she has 32, I think she said, kids in her class every single class. And she teaches uh -huh. at, a, at an upper grade level. That's a lot of kids. And when you have kids in a classroom that is already overcrowded who are being disrespectful, it creates an environment where kids can't, other kids can't learn. Right. So how, what do we do? I mean, it's in every aspect of our lives that it seems like we're coming up with the same issue where there's a lack of respect. So how do, how do we move forward? How do we get back to the point where we respect each other? Do you have any ideas on that? Because quite frankly, I'm at a loss. <laughs> it's just, it seems like it's, um, it's a pervasive situation. I think one of the first things is starting to hold children accountable again. It's taught at a young yeah. age, you know, and I, my son goes to a school where the kids are not respected by their own family members to include parents. Um, they come from the demographics that you think of that fit into that situation where you know, the etiquette's not being taught to these kids and, and um, you know, just, for lack of a better word, there's a lot of stereotypes that are alive and prevalent where my son goes to school, you know, and it, the socioeconomic status is definitely a huge factor in that situation. And, and, you know, a lot of the kids, like I see the parents come into the school and teach the administration or treat the administration the same way these kids are treating their teachers and the administration. And right. you're wondering why our, you know, our children are not respecting each other, let alone authority. And I'm not saying respect authority to just stand there and be, you know, a, a brainwashed zombie when it comes to that kind of thing. I get standing up to authority and whatnot. There's a way to do it. But, you know, I just, when you see parents come in and cuss out the principal, what do you expect? Right. When parents come in and will stand up for their child when their child bloodied somebody's nose and the parents are like, no, you're not going to punish my kid. There's no way this, that, and the other. I mean, you know, there's a, there's a, I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I start making it mandatory that they walk around with books on their heads and sit down at a table and learn all the different <laughs> places of silverware. I don't know. I, I really, I honestly don't know. But the same stuff that was taught back in the prairie days and, and, you know, coming up back in the fifties, even, and, you know, there was, there was a few bad apples as far as that went, but lack of respect is not going to change the conditions that this world is in, it still takes respect. Right. Because if you don't have right. respect, nobody's going to see the other side. You're not going to have enough time to try and get through to the other side because you just disrespected somebody. Nobody likes to be treated that way. So I don't know. I don't know. Have them repeat the golden rule 15 times in an hour. I really, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think, uh, and I, I've talked to a couple of different um, people 
about this topic, knowing that this is what I wanted to talk about today. One of them is a minister and the other was you know, a teacher. And the minister had an interesting observation. He said, it seems like, first off, restoring respect, respect between people and teaching respect is not going to be a quick fix. It's going to take many years, if not a generation or two, to restore that. But his observation was when, and you touched on this, when kids stopped being trained how to act properly in public. And I know my daughter went through a, um, <laughs> I, she had a very formal education from grandparents on, on all sides and even people who she called grandparents who really weren't even related to her, where she learned place settings. And she learned serving rules and she, you know, how to, how to serve. You serve from one side, you pick up from the other side. And, and she learned all of that when she was a child. And at that time I thought, you guys are treating my kid really mean. You know, that's, that's really mean to treat her that way. But it wasn't mean. They were really teaching her proper life lessons. And this minister's point was when kids stopped being put through that at home and learning how to behave in a socially acceptable, even if it was more formal than the way we live today, manner is when the respect level started to slide. It seems like when, or at least in his words, when, um, when you stopped seeing kids dressing for church or dressing for school and changing into play clothes when they got home or when you stopped seeing families having dinner together and no TV. Remember when, uh, when I was a kid anyway, there was no TV, no radio, and you did not answer the phone during dinner. Uh-huh. And that was a way of respecting time with your family and respecting time to enjoy your, your food or, you know, whatever you were eating. And in his, from his perspective, that's when it started. Now, I know I saw that evolve during my own childhood when we went from both parents at home at dinner time, you know, mom was usually home when the kids got home from school, if she worked outside of the house at all, when we had that very 1950s Ozzie and Harriet type of life in the United States, I, I, it, people were raised differently. But in my own life, I went from having kind of that, although I never really had that because my grandmother, I, I had my mom and my grandmother. I didn't have mom and dad. Um, I saw that slide when my mom married my stepdad and they had their own family they had none, so the second, I call it the second generation of my mother's kids, they had none of the upbringing that I had. And yet I was raised to be very entrepreneurial and very respectful and to treat people the way I wanted to be treated. And although I am not exactly where I want to be in my life, I am exactly where I need to be in my life, and I've been pretty successful where I've seen step-siblings um, not be as successful in my own life. So I've seen that personally. 
Um, we have a caller, I believe. Let me see if I can get the person on the line. Good morning. Thanks for calling in. You're on the radio. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Lisa. This is Marion. Hi. Hi, guys. Hey, it's Woman's Day. And first off, um, I really like this topic because um, I taught customer service with GTE for several years. And I retired in 96 after 20 and a half years, and that's when it was going to automation. And I saw that there was not going to end outsourcing, that um, the customer service I knew in my era is totally different than what it is today. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and I think it all goes back to they don't train. I mean, they need training. Maybe it doesn't come naturally. You know, so give them some training. Give them some team build. You know, and let them like their job. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point. At one time, I did a workshop uh, with customer service representatives, and part of it was how do you react when someone gets angry? And Mm -hmm. we went through role-playing with these customer service agents and helped them see how they could diffuse the situation rather than escalate it. And look at the uh, look at the customer's need. Okay, we were supposed to sell on every call. I didn't focus on, oh, I got to sell them a service or some type of addition when I'm shutting off their phone for non-payment. So I would look at the customer's need and end up making my sales quota every month. Because I listened right. to the customer, and I responded accordingly. You know, um, but I want to take this opportunity, and I did grow up in the 50s. I was born in 45, so I know exactly what you were talking about on respect. I mean, I raised my daughter with respect, and luckily she raised her children with respect. And I think that's one of my greatest re- accomplishments. It's that they're kind, they're kind, considerate, loving, talented people. They amaze me. Well, absolutely. And I reminded, I reminded her it all came out of my tummy. <laughs> you guys wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for me. <laughs> But I wanted to, it's Women's Day and Respect Day, and I want to give you and Lisa and Jody Doty a personal thank you for Resilient. That book dropped on a Friday, and starting then, and I posted it on my page, and the next morning was the first call from an extended family member, who was my first sister-in-law, about her granddaughter in Montana. And we've been working on this for six months, and she's just getting out of an abusive situation, getting her own apartment. I I am with her every morning. And if I wasn't in Resilient, uh, Grandma got her that book for Christmas, and she's read my story, and I told her today, no, read all the stories. They're all relevant. Read them all. But if you hadn't given me that opportunity and that voice, I want to thank you. Because it ended up helping someone personally in my extended family. 
And that's all I wanted to do was help somebody. Don't wait till you're my age and waste all those years. That is so, exactly a part of the book with us. Huh? Yeah. That's why we did that book. Yeah, that that is that is why we did that book. That is that was exactly what we wanted to accomplish. So thank you for sharing that because um well, I always said if, it, if I can help one person with, you know, because it was a difficult story to dig up, okay? Like Randy Travis yeah. digging up bones, okay? And I played that song a lot when I was writing it, digging up bones. <laughs> okay, get the shovel out. And um, I just want to personally thank you. And I think re- if you respect somebody, I would rather have respect than love. I don't know about you, but. I would rather be respected than loved. I think they go hand in hand. I, I think you have to have respect before you yeah. get to love. I, I really do. I, I agree with I agree with that. Yeah. Well, like I told my great niece this morning, because uh, she's you know still in thirties and about being with somebody, finding somebody to love her, and I said, Oh, honey, I don't want. Um, I'm not looking, and I don't want love to find me. <laughs> and, and so um, I make her laugh, too, so it eases some of it. But thank you, ladies. Great show. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> okay. Thank you talk to you later. Awesome. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> wow. That's, that was unexpected. Um, I loved that call. <laughs> Oh, that's but that's that's why we do what we do, and that was kind of the conversation that we had when we were talking about the book resilient was that we wanted to get the the stories out because by telling our stories, everyone by telling your own story, you're going to help someone, and it may be someone that you don't know, it may be someone you do know, but um, you have to respect yourself to respect your story. And not everyone has a great story, but uh, it's still something that um, that makes you who you are. So share stories. You never know who you're yes. going to help. Well, you know, go back to her customer service thing for a minute, if you don't mind. So, yes, please. You know, I don't. I mentioned the golden rule: do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And I, I worked in customer service for a while. Um, actually in a call center and you know back then it was the customer is always right I worked in retail for a while as well and you know the customer is always right and that's so true I think nowadays people are taking it more personally I I, (laughs) sometimes I let my anger or frustration get the best of me and I'll call a customer service number and I'll, I'll tell them right off the bat I am so sorry you're the one that picked up the phone. I just need to, I need to vent. I'm not happy. And I will vent and then I'll breathe and I'll be like, okay, so now how can we, and fortunately I've dealt with very wonderful reps and they're like, I'm so sorry that happened to you. I understand you just needed to, um, you know, to vent because they, I know they didn't put extra charges on my bill or whatever the case may be. Um, And we come to a solution. I'm very rarely like that. It's usually a very, big issue as to why and um, 
mostly, I, I don't want to go into details on the show. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, I wasn't angry or upset with that representative. I was right, angry right. and upset with an automated system. Like somehow I got billed twice. It's not any one person's fault. Things happen, you know, um, right, and that's just right. an example, but you know, I think that there, that as consumers, we abuse the customer is always right. And we take it to a level, not all of us, this is just in general. Like I know when I call it and, and might actually drop a couple of words I shouldn't drop to customer representative, I'm absolutely abusing the system. I'm abusing that, that I'm right and that you need to sit there and listen to me because I'm the customer paying you my hard-earned money for whatever the case may be. I think that, that, that as consumers, we, you know, took that the customer's always right to a whole other level, and then the, the taking it personally, um, and it's not, it's not the representative's fault or whatever, um, and then not allowing human experience. We expect that when we walk into a store that there's a robot standing behind the cash register. And we might not know that 15 minutes ago she took a phone call saying that her, you know, her dying mother has taken a turn for the worse, and she's now, she still has to be at work to finish her shift because she has an electric bill to pay. You know, I think that, it, that right. the, there goes that respect again. We, we kind of take the human experience right. out of some of our situations, and we don't realize that the other person that we're talking to in that moment is a human being, too. We expect them to be robotic exactly. and responsive to everything that we're doing. Like when I go to the cash register and I put my goods on the conveyor belt, I want a customer service person to be smiling and, and not have attitude with me and whatnot, but I don't know what's going on in that person's day. To where they right. might have a bad – their boss could have just come and embarrassed them in front of somebody for no reason. You have no idea. Right. And, and you hit on something that's important. And honestly, in my opinion, I think that the automatic, you know, the robo calls, the automatic press one for whatever, uh, I think it has really dehumanized customer service representatives in many people's minds, and they don't realize they're talking with a person who has a life and stress and their own personal issues. But I know one of the things that when I was teaching customer service that we talked about is if you are a customer service representative company that has a, an automated system, you must answer your phone understanding that customer has been press one for English, press two if you have a complaint about this, press three if you want. So they've already questions for yeah. five minutes. They're already it might have been hung up on and had to call back. Like. <laughs> right. So when we were teaching that, People would go, oh, you know, the customer service reps. You would see the light bulbs go on. They go, oh, and there were several of them that said, "I wish we didn't have automated systems then, because it makes people already impatient before we have a chance to talk to them." And that's very true. That's 
you know, one of the things that I have noticed recently is if you dial um, customer service for several companies now, I know Verizon Wireless, uh, at least where I live, is one of them. If you don't want to do that, you can hit zero and get an operator. And that makes a huge difference. I've talked to some of the Verizon Wireless customer service reps, and they said people are much kinder <laughs> when they don't have to play 20 questions. So that's some, and they have impeccable customer service, in my, in my opinion. Uh, they're one of the best. Every time I've had an issue, it has been resolved with one phone call. I cannot say that for every company I've done business with, including other cell phone providers. So, you know, shout out to them. They're doing a good job. But, um, you know, even airlines, uh, there's any company you can think of or any industry you can think of, they're using those automated systems. And it was originally designed to streamline and get people to the right department quicker, but I think it's had a really negative impact on the way people view customer service. I think most people, if you polled a random section of the population, you would find a majority would have a negative viewpoint of customer service representatives now versus if you could go back in time and do that same survey before the automated system. That's just something I've noticed. And in talking with customer service people and in teaching customer service, uh, that's, that's what I have discovered. So just wanted to throw that out there. Um, I want to talk about this, this next topic because um, I was completely oblivious, as I said at the beginning of the show, I truly do try to live my life under a rock where it comes to entertainment kind of stuff and what people are watching on TV. I don't really watch TV. I, I watch certain shows on certain channels at certain times, and that's about it. Um, but there's a kid, I, I, somebody told me she was 13, who was quote-unquote discovered on the Dr. Phil show because of her bad attitude and lack of respect, she's now getting her own reality TV show because people feel like that's what people want to watch. What are we saying as a society by playing that kind of a show or by making that kind of show. These shows are not cheap to make. And yet someone is putting a lot of money behind this ill-tempered kid who is barely literate because they think that's what people want to watch. What do you think about that? Are you familiar with this story? I am familiar with this story, and I will have to say that there are already shows like that on television. And um, not, not necessarily a talk show, but there is one on, I want to say it's the Learning Channel, and it's got some of the trashiest people I've ever seen in my life who are getting their 15 minutes of fame buying wedding dresses. And it's really, it's horrible, Kelly. And I admit that every once in a while, I get sucked into those TV shows. I'm not a big TV watcher. When I am sick and laying on my couch or whatever, some, I run the TV in the background sometimes, but I, I'm not a television watcher, but th there are times where I do just kind of see what's on TV and I'll get sucked into those shows because it's like, it makes me feel better about myself. <laughs> I know that's horrible. I don't need a TV show to do that. But we have the show called 
supporters, you know, and it shows the psychological aspect of people who have years and years and years of stockpiling and not getting rid of anything. I and mean, we have shows about that, you know, so I, I think it's just something that it's that train wreck where you want to look, but you want to look away as well. You can't look away, but you can't look. So you're kind of like peeking through your fingers. And I, I think it's kind of that situation. I, I, it's horrible to me that this girl who dropped out of the seventh grade is getting her own. Is she, is this really true? Is this a joke? Like, is she really getting a TV show? Yeah. Cause I haven't researched yeah, enough really to know if she was or not. I, uh, I, I honestly thought it was a joke because I watched part of her show and uh, when it started to like, there was, she got her 15 minutes of fame and it started to go around social media and I watched some of it and I was like, I, I had to turn away. I couldn't take it anymore, you know, but maybe it'll bring to light the reality that some people have and make them do better. I don't, I don't know. I think there's going to be certain kinds of people, no matter what, no matter how much we try, they're going to be that way no matter what until they are at the point of their journey where they're not supposed to be that way anymore. And, you know, what you said there is is absolutely true. You have to meet people where they're at on their journey, and everyone is on a different path. So you, you have to kind of accept that and respect that since we're talking about respect. My concern with not only just this show and not singling out this kid because I don't know her, but um, I know people who work in the entertainment industry, and they've been told that she is getting her own show, so I kind of have to believe them because they're in a position to know. But like you pointed out, there are many shows like this already on TV, and my concern is, is that contributing to the lack of respect that we are seeing so prevalently in society. When you're teaching our kids, when our kids are being shown, look, we're glorifying this person because of their lack of respect and and their ill temper and, you know, their their lack of seventh grade, that is sad. Um, But um, how can we expect our kids to want to do good in school and to want to be respectful when we're not giving them the attention that this kid is getting for being completely the opposite. I, I think if when TV started playing to the lowest common denominator is probably right about the time I stopped watching TV, honestly. But um, we can't expect our society to improve and become more loving, and become more respectful, and become the best we can be if we are continually glorifying those people and those situations who are being glorified solely because they have a complete lack of respect for everyone, themselves included. That's, that's my problem with these kinds of shows and this one in particular is appalling to me because who allows their seventh grader to drop out of school? I, I, don't, I don't understand that. And it's not a judgment call so much as it's concern for this kid. You know, if, if she does a reality show, it's going to last, you know, two or three seasons, maybe if she's lucky. And what is she going to do with her life?
So that's that's my issue with it. What do you think? <laughs> You're speechless. Oh no. <laughs> I I you know every generation has the uh, my generation had it too, you know, because God Almighty, women wore ties or girls wore ties, you know, back in the the eighties right. and. I was more of a, like, middle 80s to middle 90s kind of girl with with my age and when I was born. And so, you know, it was – we all hear them uh, about how (laughs) – this is something most people don't know about me. In fact, I don't know that I've ever put this out there. I love video games. I love video games. I, in fact, play video games almost every day. And I will not change that. I, I am not ashamed of it. I am not embarrassed of it. It does not hold me back in that aspect. Um, you know, I, I'm not wasting away playing video games all day long or, or whatever the case may be. Although there's some really good jobs out there where you could play video games all day long and still make a living. So I'm not knocking the video game industry. But I learned at a very early age that um, boys liked video games. <laughs> and what better way to hang out with boys than to like something that they liked? And and it's an on-again, off-again thing with me in video games. I'll go days, months, and years without playing, but I do like to play video games. So for me, with with my generation, we were getting into, oh, do you remember the Doom craze where there was a video yeah. game called Doom and it was oh my gosh, this generation is horrible, and they're, yep, they're learning yep. how to be satanic, and I mean, like, seriously, over a video game, and I right. think I'm just fine, <laughs> you know, like, I, right, I think right. I'm as well-balanced as they can come, you know, and, and, and whatnot, and it, it didn't impact me in that way. The only reason I'm even going around this big tangent is because that was what my generation felt. That's what we heard was the video games and um, some of the music and then, uh, you know, MTV was coming out and, you know, so it was, it was that whole thing, but you were in the bra burner era, you know, and, and the hippie flower child. And, and there was a lot that was said about your teenage generation. And, and so I think that it's oh, yeah, always absolutely. going to be there. And I'm not trying to say that that's what sure. you're doing right now, but you know, I, it's always there's always something there to complain about, and I'm not saying that that's what we're doing, um, because I am just as appalled as you are that this child is getting a reality show. What is she going to teach? I don't I don't know. Like maybe they'll teach English during this this reality show. Maybe that, you know, but I think the people who are going to be influenced by her are already under that influence. That's true. I, That's I, very true. I, I, only because, I, you know, I, I'm my, – my children do not find her funny at all. Like, they don't even want to listen to any – because I tried to show them. This is why we stay in school. This is why we respect other people. <laughs> and they couldn't even get through, like, five minutes of it. They were like, oh, God. You know, I, and, and that's just – I think – the people who are going to watch are already in sort of a – in an influence that that's going to be right. something that they're going to watch. Absolutely. Whereas, Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And it doesn't help 
because I totally see your point. Like, how is this going to help? It, it doesn't. Maybe, maybe people will be reached by this, though. We, I, you know, maybe somebody who watches it will go, oh, that's what my life looks like. I got to do something. You know, I, right. I don't know. It's a hard call. Well, I sound so is. negative. And, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think, and I think this is where people have an issue as well. When you're having a disagreement with someone, it's to discuss them. You know, and what I see, and mostly I'm basing this on, on social media where, where people are screaming and yelling at each other um, through yeah. posts or through comments, that's respectful. Everyone has an opinion. It's perfectly wonderful to express your opinion. Right. And kid is a bad person, she's probably perfectly lovely in her own way. But my concern is what we're teaching our kids when we're glorifying, you know, lack of respect and lack of education. And my concern is with her for the future because you know, there's a huge thing, and there have been many, many, many books and articles and TV shows and everything about how kids are exploited in the entertainment industry. Yeah. And she, she is a child. And I hope she is surrounded by knowledgeable, caring people rather than people who would exploit her for their own benefit. And you know, make no mistake, people do reality TV shows because there is a lot of money. You know, it doesn't matter if they're socially redeeming or not. In fact, the, I have been told on numerous occasions the most profitable TV shows are those with no social redeeming qualities whatsoever. You know, that's why. Mind. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, you know, <laughs> why those shows are so popular is beyond the scope of this show. But um, it does speak to what, in my mind, is someone, a friend of mine posted on Facebook the other day a simple question. You know, why, when did it become not okay to express your own opinion on your own page? And if you don't agree with my opinion, I respect your your right not to agree with me why can't you respect my right to having my opinion why do you have to make hateful comments and that was her question and half of the comments she got on that question were I don't understand what's going on I don't know why if you don't agree with something that somebody posted you don't just scroll you don't have to like it blah 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 and the other half were well because you're stupid or because your opinion sucks, or because you're wrong. And she ended up deleting and blocking those people that made those comments. But what a total show of how they disrespected her. The one that gets me the most is because it's public. <laughs> Well, it might be public, but that doesn't mean that you have to be words that begin with the letter D in response to me, right. you know? Like, you don't have right. to be that person when you respond. And 
you expect me. I, I think respect is also with going back to the word that we're talking about. You know, so many people tell you respect is earned. It's not given, it's earned. Um, and I can see that, but I don't, I don't follow that rule because if I can't give you respect, <clears throat> now, there's different levels of respect. Um, in military, we were taught you respect the position, even if you didn't like the person that was in the position. They right. are in authority as far as that rank structure goes. They outrank you, and you need to respect their position in that rank, but that doesn't mean you have to like them as a person. Um, and there's ways right. that you argue back without, you know, being disrespectful and falling out of line, and if they're being really ridiculous with you, um, you can kind of call them on that, depending on the scenario, of course. Um, but the idea of respect, I think, I think there's a lot more confusion between street cred and respect anymore. Really, to break it down on that level, um, I think that they started to get confused, uh, inner intertwined, intermingled, whatever, like they, there's a difference between street cred and respect. And I think that there's a gray area where people are starting to overlap the both of them. And uh, I, 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 for me, if I'm going to expect you to treat me a certain way, I need to give you that same treatment, even if I have no idea who you are, even if I've just met you, I, you know, I can't come at you with a chip on my shoulder and expect you to be nice to me just because. Right. And I, I think there's a lot of confusion with that. I think you're absolutely right. That's um, somehow it's, it's become very uncommon to have respect for, for other people. And while, yes, in certain cases, respect is certainly earned. If you're talking about an industry if you're talking about your career, if you're talking about your teachers, you know, those kinds of things, <coughs> excuse me, maybe, maybe there's something to respect being earned. But that doesn't mean you can't respect someone else's opinion, even, like you said, even if you don't like them. And I think that's what really gets me with um, social media over the last, you know, couple months is, People attacking people over a difference in opinion. I have many, many, many friends where I live whose political views, whose personal views, whose religious views are very, very different from my own. But we are still friends because we respect each other enough to realize your opinions are your opinions. Everybody has opinions. You don't have to agree with everyone on every point in order to respect them. You can still respect their right to have different opinions. And right. that's what I'm seeing a complete lack of uh, so often through social media and on the TV as well. 
um, over this past weekend, I had a, a visitor in my house who was watching something on television, and I don't even remember what news channel it was, but she was watching news, or it may have just been the news, you know. And one of the segments that they showed was incredibly disturbing <laughs> to me. I, I think news becomes reality TV. And the, per, the interviewee um, start yelling at each other and calling each other names. That's not news to me. That's something entirely different. My guest was watching, okay. so I kind of walked through the room and went, whoa, that's disturbing. And then again, we have a choice as consumers, going back to consumers, Instead of watching a TV show, you are consuming that TV show. So maybe it's a point where if you, it's as simple as if you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. And that's, that's right. what I've done. I will not watch this kid's reality TV show because I don't watch reality TV shows. Um, it, it's just not my thing. But I think if we get to a point where enough people say, you know what, that's not of interest to me then, you know, maybe we'll, we'll have shows that other people want to watch. Entertainment industry, like every other industry, it's all about the almighty dollar. And if the, somebody sees a way to make a quick buck, that's what they're going to do. So, um, you know, that's that. But you don't have to watch it. You don't have to consume it. You don't have to do business with any particular company. Um, you know, it's, it's, there are choices. One of the choices I would love to see more people making is the choice to be respectful. We've got about nine minutes left. What, what else do you want to talk about? Um, you know, I think I've pretty much said enough today. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've been a little more vocal today than I have been in a long time. I'm sure our Regular listeners are like, whoa, what happened to Lisa? <laughs> that's, that's really good. That is awesome, though. And, you know, respect is a topic that I think should be talked about more. You know, when, when our caller, Marion, called in, she mentioned, you know, violence thing. That's respect as well. You know, it's someone who beats up someone else because they can, that's a lack of respect. That's disrespecting themselves for being a jerk, and it's disrespecting the person that is their victim. So I think really so many issues that we've discussed on this show and that I've talked about on my show and you've probably talked about on your show come down to respect and then the need for each of us to look at people as being people, whether it's a customer service representative that took you, you know, 37 questions to get to or whether it is, you know, somebody on social media or even this, this kid who's getting a reality TV show. You, it, it, there's a need to be respectful. And, I do want to you know, say I, something, I, though. Yes, please. The idea of social media, because people aren't doing this conversation face-to-face, and so there tends to be, it's like, when you drink too much alhol and your inhibitions are lowered, I think 
sitting behind a computer screen at a keyboard lowers people's inhibitions and they can say what they they feel that they can say what they want to say because they're not going to get slugged and say. And I really think that the lack of, of the debate in person is why a lot of people tend to feel that they can they can treat people how they want. And if you're watching people and that's a friend of yours and all of a sudden they start treating people that way behind the computer screen, I promise you that's how they really are on their core. You're really breaking up. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you were you were really breaking up. But I, I get what you're you're oh. saying, you know do think that they can say whatever they want on social media because they're hiding behind a computer screen. But uh, one of the things that I've, I've encouraged people to do is before you post, really think about it. Is it really necessary to post what you, or to comment what you've written or what you've typed? Will it hurt someone? Is it hateful? Is it respectful? And if you can't say this is not intended to be hateful or disrespectful, then I think you're all right. But you have to preface things with this is my opinion. You know, you're entitled to your opinion. And I don't see that. If you want to express the difference of opinion, at least take it from, you know, this is my opinion. That's your opinion. Rather than... Well, you don't have to be hateful when you say your opinion. You right. don't have to be right. hateful or rude or demeaning or degrading or belittling or any of the belligerent. You don't have to be that way just because you don't agree with somebody's opinion. And if, exactly. if yeah, if the best comeback you have is you're stupid, we probably don't need to be friends anyway. I, just, I don't have time to deal with that anymore. You know, like I'm too gross to deal with that. So Right. You know, there are so many volatile things going on in the world today that people are so on opposite ends of the spectrum over. We've got enough of that. Can't we work to find some common ground? Can't we work to find some way to respect everyone as a person while disagreeing with them? That's that's my question. And that's kind of, you know, where I want to leave the show today is with that question. You know, can't we find a way to be respectful of the other person who doesn't share our views because they're a person and leave it at that? You know, you don't have to agree with everyone, but it would sure be. Final thoughts? Um, actually, you cut out there for a minute, so I'm going to say that's the sign that we just need to end the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, that, that is what I'd like everybody to, to think about is can't you find a way to be respectful of people you disagree with because they're people? So think about that over the next week. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much, guys, for listening. Have a great day. Bye, everyone.